When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Uh, Carl has uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Who are these podcasts? It's called Run By a guy called Carl. Who are these podcasts? And it's a podcast review. I was on Who Are These Podcasts yesterday. It's a great yeah. show. Have you ever listened to it? I have not. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. A drinky poo. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. I think it's a very interesting podcast to listen to. Especially when they go after someone. I thought he was going to break down what it's all about for to turn new pe- people on to no, interesting podcasts. The opposite. Just, yeah, he it, just mercilessly rips on people. Some of it's quite hilarious. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. It's showtime. W-A-T-P. Are you sneakily inserting more and more clips into the intro? <laughs> it's not so sneaky, yes. It's getting longer and longer. Did you take a nap during that? <laughs> it's, it's just so awkward to sit here in silence while it's playing. <laughs> Hello, Bag Slappers and Cousaroos. Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? The only show that thinks it's perfectly normal to kiss dudes on the lips after winning the Super Bowl. I'm your host, no. Carl. With me, as always, is Kaya. Hello. Do you really? No. I think that's normal. Okay. <laughs> the top Brady's a fruit. Are you kidding? It's <laughs> a fucking problem. Kaya from the official podcast joins us once again. Thank you very Hello. much. Great to talk oh, to you. Thank you. If you'd like to support the show, please go buy our merchandise. You can go to whoarethese.com. Click the link to our wehavemerch.com page. Also, click over to deepdiscount.com. Use the promo code WATP15. For 15% off your purchase. You can also find our voicemail number, our email address. There's a form on there if you want to bug us, a link to the subreddit, all the different ways that you can participate in the show. And of course, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes and then shit all over us in the comments section. We have some new comments to read later today. But first, we'll be reviewing a podcast <laughs> called The Last Podcast on the Left. This was a mm-hmm. suggestion that came in from everyone. We've been really, yeah. I've been getting this note for years to review this show. It's a big oh, show. Jesus. Kai and I both listen to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. This is a show with three hosts: Henry Zabrowski, Ben Kissel, and Marcus Parks. And Kaya, you being an official podcast guy, must mm-hmm. be familiar with this show. Hell no, you weren't. No, I, I had no idea who these people are. And as you may recall, I recommended the last episode. Uh, yeah, the last podcast that I was on here. Yeah. The H3 podcast. So I figured, hey, you know what? I don't want Carl to think of me as a picky eater. So I'm going to let him choose this time. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Boy, was that a mistake. Holy shit, Carl. This was so boring. 
Really? So we listened oh, to yeah. we listened to uh, episodes about Joseph Mangala, mm-hmm. and they did a three part series on Mangala. By the time that we started listening to it, they only had parts one and two out. So uh, did you listen to both parts one and two, Kaya? I made it only through the first. I'm sorry. Oh, that's You're all right. Gonna, I'm going to have to channel my inner Kevin here and be a little... <laughs> I'll, have, I'll be honest, you might have to carry this episode. I did not enjoy this podcast in the least. I was falling asleep towards the end. I mean, I, I only it. clipped the first half of the first part, actually. This is what we call the sophomore slump. And it happens to the best of them. You come in on the first episode, you're overprepared, you kill it. Everyone's like, holy shit, Kai is the best co-host ever. And then you get real comfortable. You're like, oh, I got this. You start listening to a podcast, you're like, this is boring. I don't want to listen to it. Don't care. And then oh, you no, show up with, with four clips and you're like, I, I don't know. I got nothing. No, to be fair, I wasn't like, oh, I got this. It was simply, I, I looked at the topic and I was thinking, oh, Nazi song. Well, that's fun. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's never been talked about. Well, oh, Jesus. Well, let me let me back up real quick. If you're not familiar with this show, last podcast on the left, it is a true crime t- style show, but they also get into UFOs and supernatural things. And it's these three guys. One of them kind of tells the story. They do a lot of research. One of them kind of tells the story, and then the other guys kind of chime in with jokes and try to keep mm-hmm. it fun and, and upbeat. Very difficult to do with the subject matter of Joseph Mangala. And well, they, they're talking about Auschwitz, which was not a fun place. Yeah. Not yeah, in the 40s. It might be place, now. But the jokes, the, the thing is, most of the jokes aren't even on topic. And even True. then, this show is extremely edited. Yes. It's painfully edited. There's not a single moment of silence. I don't think I've seen any more than maybe a second and a half of silence where nobody was talking. It, it goes and talk, goes. Talk, talk, joke, 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 talk, talk, joke, 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 talk, talk, talk. It's exhausting to listen to. There's just no, it's not natural. It, it, I don't know. It, it just, I had no fun with this whatsoever. It's funny but... you say that. I picked up on the same thing. I think that, I'm going to throw this out right at the beginning. I think this is one of the better podcasts out there because there are so many bad podcasts. If you For just, sure, yeah. if you just listen it's... to the show, you go, okay, well, these guys know what they're doing. They're it's putting out well a, made. Yeah, it's well made. To the point where I think it's almost too well made. Because when I listen to these jokes, it you can kind of tell that none of these are just uh, at the top of their heads. Right. Like in the moments, jokes, everything feels scripted. Like they rehearsed an episode and then they recorded it. And then they re- removed anything that might make them seem human down to the breaths. I thought I thought the exact same thing. It didn't feel like a natural conversation between these three guys. And I know they do live shows and I I was trying to watch some videos of them doing live shows and it didn't seem like it was scripted, but it feels like it's scripted when you listen to the show that they at least Mm -hmm. have notes that they're going to like some, some things are going to punch on as the guy's going through his story. Anyway, let's, let's get into some clips. I got a bunch of clips here on the board. Uh, The first one I want to talk about is this is a sensitive subject. It's, it's not, it's not a something you can have a lot of jokes and laughs about. And they covered this early and often. This is a disclaimer that comes in that I'm not really sure why they felt a need to do this. I will say also about this episode, I don't know if this is like a crack a beer episode. Ooh. I don't know if this is yeah. a fucking 
Skittles. I finally got some Skittles from the Dookie Brothers, which I've been talking about quite a bit. And oh, I don't know if it's that kind of shit. I don't know. I don't know if it, if blazing yourself into a stupor is going to help. But I think this is really important to really because <clears throat> we're handling Dr. Mengele like he's a fucking serial killer because he is. Right. So we're now going through the weapons in his crimes as detailed as possible as we would with any other serial killer. So he has to explain that they're going to be talking mm-hmm. about these atrocious acts that were done by this guy, but also by, by Nazis in this concentration camp. And it's almost as if, if they didn't say that, we'd think they were condoning it. Like, no, nobody think you're covering history. This shit they, happened. They overdid that. Okay, so here's my clip that sums up the show for you is, uh, I don't need to set this up even. Clip okay. two, and then I'll explain. I don't know what is worse. Honestly, we just go going through the 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 atrocious crimes of Yosef Mengele, as I've heard several documentaries. Oh, I don't know uh, if that's right. right. Um, but unfortunately, since the very beginning, and I don't know why this happened, mm-hmm. but in my brain started playing every single time I saw Mengele was this tune. Mangala, Mangala. All right, this is the last podcast on the left. I am Ben Kissel with Marcus Parks, with the guy who always has music in his head, Henry Zabrowski as well. That's a good way of putting it. I'm not a monster. I don't know. I'm not. I wasn't born a monster. So with that little bit at the beginning of the first episode yeah. uh, of the Mangala part, they set the tone for the show for people like me, I suppose, who've never listened before, where it's, oh, we're going to talk about this sad historical thing, but also, you know, we're going to make fun of it, make light of it and have fun with it, which is cool. I like dark comedy, but it's not dark comedy isn't good if you then have to explain that you are being an edgelord. you're giggling to yourself being like oh look at what a naughty boy i am i'm not a monster you know it's just for shits and giggles no you you if you want to make a dark joke you make the dark joke and you have to do it nonchalantly you can't just uh, do this and then this podcast has this weird back and forth where they will make fun of it a lot a lot everybody's giggling and cackling and then all of a sudden they try to almost swing the pendulum back and be all serious and demure about it like oh this is this is truly evil yes yes these nazis they were truly evil they were so bad you guys like yeah we know you don't like they feel bad that they're making fun of it i had a thought about that too uh i was talking to chris the other night who listened to the show we were kind of working through what what is what are these guys what are these guys all about it sounds like they're trying to be do you ever see the movie pineapple express no. Pineapple Express is this supposed to be like a stoner comedy that turns into this action movie that wants to be then a thriller. It's like trying to be all these different genres and all these things all at once. And mm. it's it's a big movie. People like it. And people like this show. To me, it doesn't work because you can't be super serious about super serious subject matter. And these guys take themselves very seriously at a few points oh, yeah. in this show. Oh, yeah especially in the second uh, installment, in in part two, they talk about how without understanding history, without these guys telling us about this history, we're doomed to repeat it. And it is extremely graphic. I know for those listening, it's really hard to hear that stuff, but it is important to hear what it was like because otherwise we can't forget the history. We're going to be destined to repeat it as that old cliche goes, but it's a, it's, it's a cliche for a reason. It's, it's very true. This is where it ends. Yeah, this is where this shit leads to. All right, so yeah, so they've, they, they've said, we have to be the ones to tell you guys this, or else, obviously, there's going to be another Holocaust. So thank God for last podcast on the left. 
Yeah, for we need you. <laughs> we to need point these out guys. how bad Nazism was. Like every few moments, they have to break this. <laughs> I know. Going, we got it. Going a good uh, wave with the jokes, and at some points, I was even giggling at some of the jokes. But then they have to like put it uh, into a full. Like a nanny school marming themselves going <laughs> no well you know you guys this is actually you know this is really fucked up this is really evil yes i have this to play is... you this clip kaya this sums it up okay. perfectly these guys are they're like you said they want to be edgelords so when they try to be serious they're terrible at it the vast majority of people suffered mm -hmm. under the uh the nazis and that's why we have to always remember uh that you know comedians and truth tellers or whatever like that's why they're important mm -hmm. even if you disagree with like whatever but you, you, we just can't lose sight of that and I want to tell you, I wrote down what this guy just said. I want to read it to you verbatim. And that's why we have to always remember uh, that, you know, comedians and truth tellers or whatever, like, that's why they're important. <laughs> Even if you disagree with, like, whatever, but we just can't lose sight of that. Great fucking point, dummy. <laughs> his heart was in the right place it was but... i know what he was trying to do but guys it's fine we all think that the nazis were evil assholes it's okay it's <laughs> no one thinks about... you're condoning it <laughs> this is great i'm glad you noticed this too speaking of taking themselves too seriously yeah it's a running theme with these guys but at the same time uh quickly play my clip 13 please all right as a true crime, paranormal, fucking all things macabre podcast, we're going to keep coming back to the Nazis every once in a while, every couple of years, because it's almost like you're forced to. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> you're you're not. not forced to, okay? You don't have to cover the Nazis every single goddamn month. You're So I, I heard this because I didn't check out any of the other episodes or the episode names or any of that stuff, so I'm just uh, listening to this, and then I scrolled down after I heard this. And, yeah, they cover paranormal events, mm -hmm. true crime shit, like... Okay, so paranormal true crime that eventually always leads back to Nazis. Yeah. So you're the history channel. Right, there's no okay. connection there at all. You're not you're not Dan Carlin. We don't need you to cover the fucking Nazis. You're you're ancient aliens with <laughs> laughter. That's all it is. You're taking yourself so seriously and then this you said, okay, you don't have to teach us about Nazism, right, Carl? You yeah. said that's the point you made, but yes. play clip fifteen real quick. Now, for those of you who don't know, the SS were the most ardent of Hitler's Nazis. They were the true believers who enforced his racial policies in Germany and the occupied countries, in addition to being the fiercest of his soldiers on the battlefield and, worst of all, the ones who ran the concentration camps. These people are freaking terrified. So I heard this. And I was initially going to give them shit for it because yeah. I, I was thinking, who the fuck doesn't know what, who the SS are? Right. Why are you explaining this? But then I remembered this article I read the other day in the Was uh, Washington Post and I pulled it up. It says two thirds of American millennials surveyed in a recent poll don't know what Auschwitz is. Dude, Dick Masterson was just talking about this, that what was it? 20 uh, percent of millennials have never heard, heard of the, the Holocaust. Haven't heard of the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know what it is. How is that and possible? I like. I want to give these guys shit for a uh, explaining this shit yeah. as if people are hearing this for the first time. The goddamn Nazis. But then I'm uh, the millennials don't even know what the Holocaust is. The millennials, the group that is the most likely to go around calling people Nazis. That's true. Don't that's even a good know point. what the Holocaust is. And th that's the upsetting part. 
right? People are learning from these guys. They're tuning into podcasts oh, like no. this to learn about the Holocaust. And the problem is that this is a podcast that lumps in the Holocaust into shit like UFO sightings and Bigfoot. As yeah. if these guys making shits and giggles of, oh, yeah, Joseph Mengele, you know, it was so evil and so terrible. It was a sad time in Auschwitz. It truly was evil. And tune in next week where we inspect the <laughs> Chupacabra. It's a brilliant what point, guy. It's brilliant. I, I want to circle back to these guys having to make it seem like it's such a heavy, and it is a heavy topic, but no one's going to the last podcast on the left to get the whole breadth and depth of the Holocaust or Nazi occupation. But this is just these guys tripping over themselves to talk about how terrible this all was. I mean, absolutely. It's just fucking dis- I mean, it's disgusting. Oh, this is just the beginning of it. And then again, explaining how horrible this all was. So the sweaters were actually from universities in <laughs> University Michigan. of Michigan. In Michigan. Interesting. That's where they were from, the University oh of Michigan. God. This is yeah. this is honestly maybe the hardest episode we've ever done or the least in I don't know. That is it's, really oh it's that is really I something mean, I, horrible. All right. That the first part is probably confusing. I'll I'll circle back to why they were talking about sweaters from Michigan. But is that I don't listen to a lot of true crime stuff. They're they're like, like surprised by the story. They're going, Oh my god, that is so horrible. Yeah, it is, but are are we really surprised by what we're learning about right now? Has this not been yeah. well documented? Yeah, like I said, it, it's this covering their own asses almost yes. as if people were going to accuse them of being Nazi sympathizers just for talking about it. So they have to, every other moment, they have to remind us how evil the Nazis are, this group of people that literally nobody else likes either. Who is this for? We know the Nazis are bad. I guess it's for the fucking millennials who don't know. Who am I asking, you know? Yeah. Jesus. And again, it's just this overacting of how horrified they are oh my god to All do right. it, you know oh my god uh and then this is <laughs> super intense and it this is it's obviously a very intense story and it is it is a lot of horrible grisly details but i think a part of that is facing it yeah we know uh yeah we know yeah. all right let me circle we- back to that thing where they're talking about the michigan sweaters right, in the beginning of part two they say this is going to be really gut-wrenching. This is going to be rough. So yeah. they, they have an idea of how they're going to be able to lighten things up because it's going to be hard to make jokes about torturing people. This is going to be one of our most brutal gut-wrenching episodes ever. Truly the shiniest of gold stars. So, in an attempt to try to lighten it up even the tiniest bit, after certain particularly horrible bits of information, we're going to be providing... Did you know facts about 90s sitcom Home Improvement? Okay. See, it's important for you to remember how much lore that is in Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you familiar with the show Home Improvement? I know you grew up in Germany. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. This is an example of they're talking about something super heinous, and then they're like, oh, we'll lighten the mood. We'll talk about some behind-the-scenes thing from the sitcom Home Improvement. And some of these people actually survived the initial shot and spent days conscious and dying under a mountain of corpses. Ugh. And by the end of October, the Einsatz group and just that one, just that one battalion who'd committed that massacre, they claimed a further 70,000 Jewish lives in just three months. 
Jesus. This is honestly, once again, I'm getting close to a home improvement fact here. This is getting pretty brutal. Colleges and universities in Michigan would send Tim Allen sweaters and T-shirts to wear during tapings of home improvement. Oh, hold on a second. And... and he did. Okay, wow, so that's how why he was always wearing them. So Tim Allen's, that's an interesting fact. Tim Allen's sweaters were sent from, from university. How are they having that much fun with that? That's just fake. I, I don't know. This, these guys can't, they don't have the balls to commit to either one. They can't, they don't have the balls to commit to dark comedy, but they also don't have the balls to just commit to being serious. So they have to keep going back and forth but the segues are terrible they're terrible here's another example real quick kaya and then we'll move on but this is again they're leaning so hard into this home improvement and it's just an ongoing joke that they have in one episode of home improvement it said that tim taylor is three years older than his wife jill oh okay, okay yeah. but in real life patricia richardson is two years older than Tim Allen. Get the, get I think the, he should apologize. Wow. I think that Tim Allen should apologize for this wow. kind of lying. This is what I'm going to be lied oh to. God. I'm a home improvement fucking junkie. I'm a, I'm a, wow. we call ourselves improvies. I'm a oh. member of the improvies and I don't know this kind of shit. Really? I'm a tool timer. I'll show within the show. Who fucking cares. They're leaning Jesus. into this so hard. Wow, it's speaking of random yeah. ramblings, then, uh, yeah. play my clip 10. This is just, this is one of their jokes, but I, it's just random garbled nonsense to relieve the awkwardness in the room that is entirely created by themselves, by the way, because there's <laughs> nothing awkward about this. You don't have to be joking or make it, just play clip 10 real quick. <laughs> I love your setup on this. All right. That it's like if you go to a little vacation town where it's like, you know, maybe the KKK is in the forest. But instead of maybe it being the KKK, it's the KKK. But they believe they are descended from the wizards of white people that are from down deep inside the centers of mountains and shit. It's kind of scary. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) They're trying to dumb it down for the layman. Am I retarded? Am I not getting the punchline here? What is funny about this? Just a random string of words. That doesn't make any sense, Rick. Yeah, that's a good shit. There's a lot of that, too. Real quick, before we move on, I'd also like to quickly play this clip, which is... So like you said, these guys, they just have to cover their asses so much. Yeah. Have some insurance that they're, oh, yeah, we have make jokes, but this is truly evil. But at the same time... Play clip nine real quick. The more I read about the Nazis, it, it's true, the less I understand. The mm. more I'm at this sort of uh, very intense d- intersection of just going like, why? Why? Why did it get well, like this? Why it get like this? And then you can kind of see, I mean, obviously there are, I know that there are historical reasons why, and there are the right. things that led up to it, but it's just more of being like, wow, they all just really let themselves throw this, this id-driven, hate-filled temper tantrum that they were all a part of in one go. Yeah, that's not facile or anything. You know, <laughs> this is what you were talking about. This is these guys aren't actual historians. They're not no. really knowledgeable on this subject. This is a like what three millennials sitting down to talk about bullshit, uh, true crime, paranormal horse shit, so they can sell you, uh, you know, home security systems, which might sound familiar to you. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard shows like that before. Formula. Yeah. <laughs> This guy, he just doesn't get why bad things happen. You know, how could the Nazis do something so evil? I don't get it. How could this happen? 
<laughs> I did so much research on this. And the more I learn about it, the less I understand it. What does he want to stay in the ovation? That's right. There's nothing to understand here. This is Jesus. Yeah, bad things it. happen. It's in our species' <laughs> DNA. There are some people who, if they can get away with killing people, they're gonna kill people. This isn't. It's not a mystery. You don't have to shrug your arms about it. I have wow. to. I have to tell you, the one thing I noticed about these guys is they almost did too much research for this episode. I'm not even sure how that's possible, but in part two, if you would listen to it. They don't even talk about Joseph Mengele that much. They go off for like 25 minutes. They're just talking about Auschwitz and what was going on there. And they give this disclaimer early on in the show. Yes, and of course, uh, there's a lot of information on Auschwitz out there. We're not going to do a, a total cover no. of Auschwitz. No. But we're going to have a lot of information that's new to all of us. Specifically, it was really new to me. Uh, so, um, But if you want more information, you can find it. You know that. Oh, okay. So, so, uh -huh. so, Kaya, they're not going to tell you everything that ever happened at Auschwitz in the next two hours, okay? But if you want to learn about that, you can find it for yourself. No shit, Sherlock! Yeah, all right, we get it. Just stay on topic. The problem with these guys is that they did so much research that they just wanted to spit out everything they learned over the last couple of days reading uh, the wiki pages. This is an example well, of them giving me fucking homework because they're like, holy shit, there's all this other stuff that you could be learning about. But yeah, humor at the Holocaust is a very interesting uh, phenomenon that you mm -hmm. can do some research on yourself. It's fascinating. Oh, okay. Yeah, let me just mm. do that. I'm listening to your show, but let me stop it and do my own fucking research. Here's another example of them telling me to go read a book. Yeah, and uh, Miklos's book, uh, it was it's just called Auschwitz. Uh, it's the only firsthand written account we have of what the Sonderkommando actually had to do. Hmm. Honestly, if you really want to ruin a fucking Sunday, <laughs> read that book. I, it's a, it is obvious, <laughs> very... It is important, yes. and it is yeah. uh, you. You, it's important to read. Oh, again, taking it way too seriously. This is an yeah, important yeah. read. You got to read Auschwitz. Like, guys, you're supposed to be talking about fucking Joseph Mengele. This is see on WATP, and I'm glad that you're following this rule this week, Kaya. Don't do too much research because it ruins the show. That's why we listen to one fucking episode. We make fun of it. We move on because these guys are so all in on this topic that they can't stay on task. Listen to this clip where they're just getting off on shit that they're supposed to be talking about Joseph Mengele. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. And all of this shit was done on a scale so vast that we'd have to add a whole other episode just to cover the medical experiments outside of what just Mengele was doing. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's the point. Nobody is asking you to do a thorough investigation into the atrocities of the German concentration camps. That's not what the task was here. Stay he, on he, task, guys. He, it's this no balls bullshit where they have to stop themselves. They have to cut their little book report about Joseph Mengele in half <laughs> yep. and take a pause just to talk about, oh, by the way, you guys, Auschwitz, real bad. You know, <laughs> yeah, no shit. No shit, sure. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a clip about that, too. Okay. God, I need to order these better. What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Oh, clip eight. Okay. We're going to get into it fully on the second episode, but there isn't going to be any myth-busting here. Auschwitz really does deserve its reputation as the worst place in human history that oh, we know of. Oh, Jesus Christ. What myth? <laughs> myth-busting. <laughs> I mean, there might be some countries in the Middle East where the, there's confusion about this, but I don't think there's a lot of myths going yeah, on. I know what there's... I mean, I, 
guess when you know 20% of the population doesn't fucking know what the holocaust is but <laughs> holy shit that's amazing i have a, a great clip on here because again they're doing so much research that they're reading books and watching videos on youtube and they get to a point where the guy's arguing with youtube commenters these are comments that nobody else has seen and there's really no reason to argue with people on YouTube. It's a terrible decision to make. What would you do in that situation? Because there's a lot of people in the comment section of these videos being like, I would never. I would never and whatever oh, yeah. it is. No, you have no clue. You have no clue what these people are dealing with. Because he was there with his wife and his daughter. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, take that, random YouTube commenters. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Fucking dummies. It, it's odd to me that these guys lack any type of focus. They've been on a show for so long. They have a specific topic that they're trying to get to, and they can't help themselves but to talk about all these other things that are going on in World War II and at concentration camps. And don't get me wrong, it's fascinating stuff. But it would be like if I was reviewing OP Radio and all I talked about was how unfunny and stupid Vic Henley... Oh, wait. All right. Never mind. Even towards the second half of the first episode about this Joseph Mengele guy, mm -hmm. they just stop talking about him, which is interesting, and start talking about Auschwitz, which, yes, I get it, was bad. You don't have to explain to me what happened at Auschwitz. But <laughs> I know. maybe I'm not the target audience for this, you know? It's just... Plus the whole... Again, stopping your joke to explain that this was all bad. It's like if a comedian made a rape joke and then he stopped this entire bit his whole show to explain that rape is actually bad yeah we know i think we're getting to that point actually it's, you're you're saying that like it wouldn't happen but it probably will yeah unfortunately i, I guess i guess so and th these people like this are the part of the problem man the yeah. moment you have to apologize and hedge your bets against the some sort of an online mob i kind of get it because they would get shit for Oh, are you normalizing Nazism and all that sort of retarded nonsense they would get on Twitter, I suppose. But, you know, turn off your notifications, asshole. They even, and I, I thought I had the clip, but I don't. At the end of the part two, they get real serious and they start talking about, listen, guys, the Holocaust actually happened. This isn't some misinformation. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there, but this is real. This really happened. It's like, who's accusing you of lying right now? I, I don't understand where this is coming from. It's, the lady doth protest too much, methinks. You know, it's like, why Why do you think that people are calling you? You know, this isn't an Alex Jones episode. You're talking yeah. about the Holocaust. It's pretty well documented. There's, there's fucking video footage of it, for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's it just as people giving too much credence to people who deny this sort of stuff, I guess, the Holocaust deniers. There aren't that many of them, man. You don't no, have there to. Aren't, there aren't. It's it's pretty well documented. Since this is an episode of Nazism, they go into eugenics a lot. Yeah. And it just tickled my fancy that they had certain uh, advertisers. And to be fair, I shifted the advertising around to be more on point in this clip. Mm -hmm. But I did not edit their actual words or the ad. So please play my clip 11. All right. When they married, Mengele was required to submit Irene's family history to the Central Office for Race and Resettlement to ensure that there was no trace of Jewish blood in her family. <gasps> Thanks to 23andMe for supporting today's last podcast on the left. 23andMe allows you to go beyond ancestry to access more personalized insights based on your DNA. In case you want to make sure that your future <laughs> wife is never not a Jew... <laughs> Go to 23andMe. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I feel like they should have maybe given the company a heads up. Like, hey, you guys, you know, you might want to stay out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to take the money. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, fuck it. yeah, they're going to take the money. That's well done. Speaking of advertisements, part two starts off with a promo, and I think all their shows do. They, they promote other podcasts that are on their network. And this is a podcast called Brighter Side. I just, I have to play this promo for you, Kaya, because it's ridiculous. Who would want to listen to this show? How you doing? This is Ed Larson from the Round Table of Gentlemen. How you doing, baby? I miss you too, but you don't gotta miss me too much because I got another show with Miss Amber Nelson called The Brighter Side. It's a cynic's look at optimism. And we all need positivity in our life because if you're all negative, it's gonna globity gloop in your stomach and you're gonna be a miserable, nasty person. Nobody wants to be with the miserable nasties. Boo. They're bad. Just keep them away from everyone else. Back, back, back. This is how the show opens that's the very first thing that you hear when the show opens this this woman saying oh you're gonna get some globity goop in your stomach by being negative like what is so that's their network that advertising i guess it's they say yeah i i noticed that too i actually clipped the the ad they have on the first episode as well so play clip one please we're here to tell you about The Wizard and the Bruiser, a podcast that uncovers the truth behind how your favorite superheroes, anime series, and video games became the pop culture juggernauts that we rely on to forget the pain of existence. We're not saying that this is the most informative geek history podcast ever, but I will promise you that you will learn enough to impress your one really weird cousin who always wears the Naruto headband. And if you are that weird cousin, let me just say, Arigato, Otaku-senpai. How was that, Jake? Acceptably racist. Hop on the Way Way Back machine as we take you to 1992 when Mortal Kombat ruled the art arcades and kids were clamoring for the newest issue of spawn or just sit back and relax as two aging comedians try to understand how the hell minecraft managed to conquer the minds of our nation's chubbiest children oh really do we really need another nerd culture podcast series i can't imagine this this is adding any listeners to their show if their show is any good i wouldn't know it that's a terrible promotion it isn't of course it is. Course There's a million not. videos on YouTube <laughs> yeah. already discussing the history of each and every single video game and That's whatever true. fucking nerd came up with it. Who gives a shit about Mortal Kombat? <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about why Minecraft became popular with kids. It's a video game. Kids like video games. Mystery solved. What is there to talk about? This. Holy shit, I hate these goddamn shows. Whereas... I don't know if you like games. I don't know if your friends like games. But to me, there's something unsettling about these 30-something-year-old man-children who are still obsessed with, like, with shit like music that is just 8-bit beeps and boops. Oh, Holy we, fuck. We did a whole episode about that. There's a video game music podcast where these guys were going fucking ape shit over video game music from the 90s. And it's terrible. This music oh was programmed by some guy in Japan making... I don't know, maybe 40 bucks for each composition that he submits. They're just trying to get as much music done as possible, as quickly as possible, to get in the stupid video game so they can move on. And these guys are, like, analyzing it, like, whoa, listen to this part. Like, it's fucking garbage. It's not good music. I cut them some slack if it was a unique idea, but you can go on YouTube, type in literally any video game, and add the word history or do <laughs> yeah. you know facts, <laughs> That's and true. you will get... A thousand videos explaining to you what blood type the creator of that video game has <laughs> down to the smallest detail. We don't need you. We don't need this. Grow up. At some point, you need to get new hobbies, man. You don't even have to change the fucking genre. If you like shooting video games, go go to a fucking gun range. If you like role-playing games, fucking role-play with your girlfriends. Just 
do you really have to like shit at 30 that you did at 13 still? It is, it's, it's a weird phenomenon that we have where people don't want to grow up and they're excited about it. They're prideful. They want to shout it from the mountaintops. Hey, look at me. I'm still acting like an immature tween. Like, oh, okay. I don't know why. Yeah, proud of their, <laughs> I don't know why you're boasting that. They're proud of their worthless knowledge. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I, well, I'm so, you know, yeah, I'm the best. I have so much white matter in my brain being shot away in this <laughs> bullshit. And you know oh, what? These people God. probably always existed, but now with the internet, we know about them. And that's the problem. Yeah. I, it used nope. to be that those are the people you just weren't friends with, so you didn't have to hear these conversations. <laughs> yeah, and now with the internet, they're competitive, too. Like, I know more worthless knowledge than yeah. you do, Carl. Well, that that might be true. I want to go back to this brighter side promotion. <laughs> so this goes on for two minutes at the beginning of the show. And this is the next part where they introduce the game they play on their podcast. And th you can just tell how much fun these two are having. On our show, on a regular basis, we have this thing called, it's a game we invented. It's called Hoopa Goo Goo Noo Noo Doo Doo. How would you say it? Hoopa Goo Noo Noo Doo Doo Doo. There is no way to say it. It's a game we made up, and basically it's a rapid-fire edition of finding the positivity in something negative. We're going to play a quick version for you right now so you see how it goes. Amber, could you give me something negative? Something negative. Horse manure. Horse manure. All right. You could throw it at a car. I mean, you shouldn't be throwing horse manure at cars. It's a bad thing to do, but probably fun to watch. Heck yeah, and they got it coming for them, being a car and all. <laughs> What's your positive of horse Holy manure? Um, yeah. You can use it to feed plants that make the food. That's right. That's right. Manure makes food. Isn't that great? That poo-poo makes food for more poo-poo? Oh, That's so nice. It's a circle of poo-poo. This is okay, retarded. This, this show has to be both that ad the 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 show that ad is for and the fucking left side of the podcast whatever the fuck it's called it has to be for children that cements it's, it it's for children they're like all right we're gonna we're gonna say something that's not good and then you gotta figure out what's good about it horse manure and then, by the way this is the promos this must be like the best that they can come up with yeah horse manure you can throw it in a car or you could use it to fertilize plants neat moving on what else you got it's the shit fuck? it's not negative it's manure Every animal produces manure. Why is it? Oh, my so God. So hold on, hold on. I know, Kai, I know. I thought they were going to say something like, oh, you know, bone cancer in children. Right. No, listen, I got another clip from this. They do another game. And it's the same game, but not. But now they, they have another topic of a bad thing. I want to say, Amber, what is the brighter side of dirty blankets? Dirty blankets. Uh, you can put in a barn and keep a dog warm. You're such a nice person. I, uh, I'm i going to say I like doing laundry. I'm going to clean the blankets. What? Oh, you like doing laundry. I enjoy what? laundry. It zens me out. It makes me peaceful. Fold it nice. Put it in the cabinet. You got a clean blanket for when guests come over or when it gets chilly. What I'm trying to say is, listen to the brighter side. It's a cynic's look at optimism, and it's on the last podcast network. And also, clean your sheets at least two weeks, because you need to sleep in a clean blanket. Be good to yourself, baby. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> what kind of promotion is that? I got a, I got a couple of things to talk about here. This is, I'm trying to promote this game they play, where they say something negative and then find the bright side of it. And this fucking asshole goes, dirty sheets... And, oh, you know what I like about dirty sheets? You can clean them. Okay. Fucking, yeah, that's like a hot take, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's some cynic listening to this. Like, oh, you're right. I could do laundry. <laughs> and then this, this dummy, this woman says, clean your sheets at least two weeks. 
which is not even a complete sentence. It makes zero. Yeah. You could have fucking edited that. This is a promo that you're putting out. And they're shot out of a cannon. They're all excited. Oh, you're going to listen to our show. It's so great. We're talking about blah, blah, blah. So anyway, Kaya, my point is, the reason why I'm playing these clips for you is because I wanted to think, what if I submitted WATP, a promo to the last <laughs> podcast on the left network? Do you think they would play this? This is my promo I'm submitting to their show. Hey, this is Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, and I hope you'll check out our episode right here on The Last Podcast Network. We do a hilarious show every single week. We do crazy things like listen to Opie trying to podcast. Nothing but the best for us today. The best of the best. TV's really loud. Oh, jeez, Opie. That's why you're supposed to podcast from a podcasting studio, you silly goose. We also do a lot of fun things like play voicemails from people's favorite caller, Boomer Guy. You know what? Suck my fucking cock, you fucking pieces of shit that don't like the fucking voicemails. The voicemails are the best fucking part of the show now. <laughs> That's right, Boomer Guy. So please, make sure you check us out. We're having so much fun over here. <laughs> You think they'll play that before one of their episodes? I mean, it wasn't long enough. It needs to be two minutes, but... Yeah, I have no idea. I don't actually remember. Do these guys curse? I didn't Oh, that's a good notice. point. I didn't notice that either. Because what I was going to say, you used the word cock. I thought you were going to play the, the <laughs> boomer guy saying faggot and such, but I don't know if these guys even said fuck. I don't I, remember. I didn't even pick up on that. You're probably right. They're very mainstream. In fact, one of the jokes doesn't make any sense to me at all. They say this at the beginning of part two. Because I would just open up images of Auschwitz to look at so I could like have more visual references of it. And man... It is worse than a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Oh yeah! Like it's just—it's just the. I don't know what the opposite. I don't know what the soul-drenching version of a cup of coffee mm, is, uh-huh. but it is that. It, Auschwitz was worse than a cup of coffee. Was the joke? Yeah. What is that? What does that it, mean? I, I'm telling you, it's a fucking podcast for children. Who doesn't like coffee? It's kids. It's little kids who've never had coffee or beer or anything that tastes bitter. What the fuck are you talking about? He says, I don't know I don't know what the soul-drenching version of a cup of coffee is. I don't either. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I got to tell you, Kai, guess, English is my first language. Black coffee. I don't know. I, I don't, have no idea. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. They also oh go God. off on, uh, on Lederhosen, and they got a bunch of jokes for this. So... The setup is they're making fun of Germans for thinking that they are the master race. And, of course, like, well, how, how could that be? They wear lederhosen. And then that sets off all these hilarious jokes. Have you ever worn real lederhosen? Oh, yeah, buddy. My mom. Of they're- course. My father. My parents. Were, I mean. They guaranteed embarrassment. I was in sick. When I was six years old, my whole family wore lederhosen. And my mom thought it was going to make us the coolest kids in kindergarten. And it yeah. did not work, believe it or not. But when it comes to lederhosen, they're incredibly uncomfortable. Like, extremely sweat bags. No, they're just made to give you a camel toe. <laughs> and then somehow they've tried. This is the amazing marketing of the German people. They've tried to make it sexy. Ugh. I know what's going on, St. Pauli girl. There's nothing sexy about what's happening under that sweat box. These guys are the later hosen jokes. What Jim Gaffigan is the hot pockets. Like they just have so many hot takes. They can't get them all in. Anything, anything to take the pressure off of them. Talking about the Holocaust. Yep. 
Oh my god. Speaking of them setting this whole, whole shit up, I forgot this clip. I want to shoehorn this in here real quick, even yeah. though it's a terrible segue. Yeah, Play my clip four, please, where they're being exceptionally redundant. Well, Mangala was what you would call the perfect Nazi. He took orders without question. He believed wholeheartedly in the mission of Adolf Hitler. He was a virulent anti-Semite. What, really? He was an anti-Semite? Wow. I'm glad they clarified that, Carl. I wouldn't have known that the angel of death at Auschwitz did like Jews. Holy fuck. I have to play a clip that... They say this, and I, I don't even know if this is true. I've never heard this before. It sounds like revisionist history to me. Uh, and then at the end of this, the punchline is they have a hilarious non sequitur joke. But listen to what they say here. And Mengele did it with no compunction whatsoever. Because his belief was that there were two gifted races in the world, Germans and Jews. And so once the Jews were completely and totally annihilated, the Germans would be on top and the rest of the world would eventually just capitulate to the will of the German people. And grow to love pickles. But <laughs> yes. when it comes dynamite drop in money. So that's very counter to what you just played. They said that Joseph Mengele thought the two major races in the world were Germans and Jews. And that's why the Germans had to get rid of the Jews. Has, it, has any, anyone ever said the Nazis were fond of the Jewish people and thought that they were a rival? Is that? I've never heard that rival, before. As far as I know, they just thought that the Jews were this, uh, these sneaky people, like shifty. They know how to manipulate others. Yeah. You know, if you don't keep them in check, it's, it's I don't know. It could be true. It could not be true. I've never well, heard that before. Have you heard before. about Grotto, though? What the fuck was that? <laughs> Everything, everything has to end in some sort of a nonsensical relief. It's like their verbal crutch. They don't have verbal crutches that you pay attention to, like, right. uh, you know, and all that sort of stuff. But their crutch is making a complete unrelated joke just to relieve the pressure in the room a little bit. I have an example of that. They're talking about they had brothels or they had a brothel in Auschwitz, which was news to me. But they're mm. talking about this brothel that they actually let the prisoners use. Yeah, I mean, to make it even worse, like you'd think, like, even, okay, maybe maybe they could commiserate. They're both prisoners. Maybe they could talk to each other. Uh, nope, because there was always an SS officer watching everything in the puff through a peephole to make sure that nobody did anything except the missionary position. Oh, my. This is extremely German. He what says. Yeah, what is that? What, what what was that? What does that mean? Because they had a, they had a fuck using the missionary position. The guy goes, "Well, that's very German." Are the Germans yeah, known for? All. Yeah, are they known Germans. for being prude? What is he talking Germans about? Are known, <laughs> Germans are known for scat porn. That's right. not at all German. The missionary position? Are you nuts? What is he talking about? But that's the kind of randomness that they have to just like throw shit out there. They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah," and then the guys they would watch through a people. That's so fucking German. <laughs> what? It doesn't even make sense. Uh, this is a this. this is a great clip where they're talking about how obviously the concentration camps were state run. So the dude compares that to. Do you guys have uh, DMVs in Germany? The Department of Motor Vehicles. We have plenty of bureaucracy. I can uh, promise you. He uh, equates 
concentration camps to uh, DMVs. Yeah, I mean, it's a government facility. Yeah. You know, it's the a billion times worse than a DMV experience. And you just yeah. imagine feeling like trash when you go there. Mm-hmm. And now you have this situation. Oh, that, now I can relate. Thank you. I, I didn't know how Gosh, bad yeah. it was. <laughs> <laughs> now I get it. I'll actually give them some kudos on that. Yeah. Because it, it must have taken them great restraint not to force snarky references to current politics on a yeah. show about Nazis. It's true. That's, so that's a good job, at least. Every every other word wasn't, oh, you know, we're just like these guys today. Okay, that's good. It it does, when you hear about current political leaders and you hear them called Nazis or compared to Nazis, when you do actually... Okay, sorry. There wasn't any in the first episode. Then let me no, 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 they didn't at all. No, I agree with you. Oh, but, okay. but when people do that and you hear it all the time, it, it, when, you, when you actually break down what the Nazis were up to, it does make that seem fucking ridiculous. Yeah, no shit. Like I said, these guys don't even know what the fucking Holocaust was. But if you yeah. ask them, literally everyone is Hitler. Nazism. Yes. Oh, this is a second Holocaust. You don't know what the Holocaust is. Right. Tell me what Auschwitz. Tell me where Auschwitz was. Asshole millennial. <laughs> fucking dumbass dipshit who doesn't even drink coffee, apparently. What are these? Ju- <laughs> so this is what pisses me off. That at the end of the day, this is just a podcast for a bunch of by a bunch of douchebags who in their own words this is they're making fun of paranormal activities and macabre oddities and true crime all to sell you shitty home security kits making fun of the holocaust but if you ask them oh they're educating the masses you know they're just this is serious business you guys they were evil and also he's 23 and me fuck you <laughs> i i do think that we might have picked the wrong episode i don't think this is a good representation of the show because of the way they're constantly doubling back and saying, this is, guys, just so you know, we're giggling about home improvement, but this is really terrible. I don't think that's what the show normally is because a lot of people actually like this show. I heard from a lot of people. I don't give a fuck. Who, no, who were excited listen, about it, like Vinny last week. I, I know. I don't give a shit. If, listen, if you're, if you're going to be a comedian, you don't get to have some sort of an off topic like a touchy topic where oh i can't joke about this i agree i agree and and by the way has enough time not passed at this point i'm not saying that we should be laughing about what happened in concentration camps not even in the slightest but when you hear shit like this you don't find this a little bit amusing he became so enthusiastic about working with the nazis that he'd carry around a tobacco pouch that he'd made from the scrotum of a Jewish prisoner that they had Jesus sterilized. Christ. And he'd show it to the other Jewish prisoners. Now listen, I think that that... <laughs> I mean, listen, that's a terrible thing. But you don't find that amusing at all? The guy took a scrotum and turned it into a tobacco pouch that okay, he carried listen, around? Like I said, you can absolutely... I love dark comedy. You can make this funny, and I'm gonna laugh. What I don't like is the hypocrisy. Right. What I don't like is them joking about it and then backtracking, backpedaling and, oh, you, you know, but it's it's totally we're not making light of this. It's evil. I did yeah, get shut a, up. Uh... Just make fun of it. Okay? <laughs> right. You just make jokes. Well, that's the thing. Like, keep it consistent. If, if you're not making jokes about this, but then you are making jokes about a serial killer, does that mean you don't care about those victims? Like, just keep yeah. it fucking consistent. We're, we're trying to lighten things up a little bit. 
we're not the ones who started World War II. If we could go back in history, we would have made sure it didn't happen. <laughs> but it did, and we're trying to lighten up. Here's a uh, voicemail that we got. Someone who was excited that we were going to be talking about last podcast on the left. Hey, this is Lada, and uh, I am so glad that you guys are covering last podcast on the left. I do not understand the appeal of that show. I guess it appeals to you if you think the term balls deep is absolutely hilarious. But that guy, Henry, oh, my God, he's about as funny as a yeast infection or cancer. I'll, I'll step it up to cancer. But, um, yeah, keep up the good work. Okay, and, this could uh, be our next co-host, I think. Care, Keith and the girl, a new one. It's a daily show, and um, if you – well, whatever, man. Like, do what you want to do. What, what am I doing telling you what to do? Uh, look forward to next week. <laughs> so this this is someone who also agrees that this is not a great show. Look, I, I, I'm completely willing to accept that this might otherwise be a great show and we've just caught a boring episode or something. But at the same time, you get the point of this show. It's, it's The point is to be a pedantic asshole. Mm-hmm. So d- don't just go on the fucking who are these podcasts subreddit to whine about how we didn't get the points or the comedy or the whatever of this show. <laughs> well, I can tell you anyone who complains about us on the subreddit will have to defend this clip and explain to me why this is funny. This is the funny accent, funny Midwestern accent jokes. I would believe if Jeffrey Dahmer had a roommate in his apartment, I would believe that he had less of an idea of what <laughs> yes. was going on. Like, the whole thing is what evidence you're of doing? what's going you're on. Making sa- you're making some kind of sausage stew here? What is... Oh, these are the funniest looking sausages I've ever I've ever seen. Wait a second, are these... Are these penises? <laughs> And it's one of those things, Kaya, and it's, it's a tough line when we when we do WATP. I listen to these shows, I'm like, well, this isn't that bad. But when you hear the way that they're going about the topic and then they lose their shit over something that's not that funny, like that would be fine if it were in a show that the rest of it was also good. But there's so much nonsense going on. And then these does a Midwestern accent. I was like, ah! <laughs> all right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a mixture of that. It's a mixture of how scripted it all feels. Yeah. Like that joke too, where you think, okay, he wrote this before the show even started. Yes. And that they just have to laugh at themselves at their own jokes where you think, oh, this is, you know, it was a good joke, but you should have just, the delivery isn't, I'm not going to have fun if you're laughing at it. Like, oh, am I not great? No. This is an example of their style of humor. One of the aspects of their humor is, the exaggeration. You know, that that's one of the things that's always funny if you say something that's so exaggerated. And these people were still forced to work. Oh, well, extremely sick. I have to say, I if I get a, if I have a, a sneeze on a Monday, <laughs> I'm not working until Wednesday. And he, he really had a whole wind up for that, too. If, if, if I have, if I have a, a sneeze on a Monday, it's like, all right, Lewis Black. We get what it. Is this, what, again, who, who's this for? Did, I like, don't know. Little babies? Well, well, you know, when I sneeze, I can't work for weeks. You know, <laughs> yeah. one time I drank coffee and I had an aneurysm. <laughs> you ever drink two beers on the same call, night? Can it's I crazy. Take a... <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another clip that I want to play where okay. they get into a very specific story of something that they're, they're trying to demonstrate how terrible of a person Joseph Mangula was. And this is a very specific story about something that happened one day. The children hid. 
So Mangala, since he had a relationship with the children, personally combed the blocks looking for them, rooting them out of hiding spots. Then, once he found them, he drove them to the gas chamber in his own car. And when one child pleaded with Uncle Mangala not to be sent away, he gave a casual wave of his hand without even looking at her to signal a Nazi capo to deal with it. And so the capo grabbed the little girl and flung her against the wheel of a transport truck so hard that her skull shattered. All right. I don't think the news media gets stories right that happened yesterday. I'm sure as yeah. shit not believing this one specific story that happened where you're talking about his facial expression and what gesture he made. It's like, uh, do you guys really think that this is exactly how things went down? I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of exaggeration because this guy was a terrible person. But then they get into yeah, stories. <laughs> they get into yeah, sto- no shit. Yeah, no shit. Then they get into stories like this where you're like, all right, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. There are some of these yeah, things like is- I. Oh. Sorry. It just it can't it, I I can't believe it. Like the they said that he stood on pregnant women's stomachs until the fetuses were expelled, and is even said to have dissected a one-year-old infant while the child was still alive. Like Ugh. it doesn't does that does that even make sense? He's stepping on pregnant women's stomachs. Just, yeah, like popping a zit. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he did, but maybe again, this did. is the topic they chose. Nobody forced this on you with a gun to your head or something. But if you're gonna cover it, cover it. You don't have to do this. Oh God, it was so disgusting. Oh, I know, oh. I know. And then the one dummy is confused as to why the Nazis would want to get rid of all the evidence of the things that they did. This is my, I have this eternal question, and I'd like, it because obviously I'm only barely, I can, the more I read about it, the less I understand, and we're doing our best to, to go through his crimes piece by piece and talking about them, but my, my question for historians, if there's anybody out there that knows far more than me, of obviously, uh, like, if the Nazis felt that they were right, why did they want to erase the evidence? Why do they want to erase the evidence? Listen, the Nazis were bad guys, but they weren't stupid. Yeah. I mean, why, why would they want to erase the evidence? That's the oh Jesus Christ! Like, yeah, well, you know, if a serial killer thinks he has the right to kill people, why is he hiding it? Yeah, why is he just doing it in broad daylight? He thinks it's okay because he's not a fucking <laughs> idiot. That's why. Holy shit! Jesus Christ! It's uh, funny stuff. Uh, what else you got, Kaya? Ah, uh, that's pretty much all it, man. It's um, you yeah. Wanna... I only have one clip left, which is. I don't even know if it's worth playing. You can take this out, I guess. But it's them going on this pop psychology bullshit about how Mangalay must have had a shitty childhood. That's clip six. Hey, guys, let's talk. New- oh, I have, I have 14 left for you on the board. I don't have a six. <laughs> Shit. 14? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, no, that's just their ad for the home security kit. I was oh. going to make a joke about you and. <laughs> oh, did I trample that? I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's fine. I, I thought it would maybe come up in somehow, and I wanted to have it as a backup in case, you know. Maybe, like maybe there would be a bit about Mangalay raping retarded kids or something. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that on this show. You know that. People try to get me fired when you say that kind of stuff. Holy uh, shit. Um, I, I mean, I, I, have, I have two more clips, and I, I guess I might as well play them. I don't know if it's worth it or not, but... This is them explaining to us. This is a controversial stance. 
They explain that the Nazis were bad guys. There is no point in which the Nazis fail to be the bad guy. They right. yeah. always, always succeed. Okay, well, that's good to know. I had no idea. Yeah. And then this last clip. <laughs> this last clip is so fucking funny. I don't know which dummy this is, but they talk about how Joseph Mangula looks like Dracula. And he's wondering if that's on purpose. Right. So he carried it out with such a vicious glee that one survivor said that after that day, whenever he sees a picture of Dracula, he thinks of Joseph Mengele. They look similar. They actually they do. very yeah. much do. But I wonder if that's on purpose or if that's just a, uh, a coincidence. Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class. So if he thinks it's on purpose, which guy does he think purposely looks like the other guy? Yeah. The fictional 19th century vampire or the Nazi who had no say in what his appearance was? Which which guy do you think made that decision? <laughs> oh, so fucking dumb. Uh, Did you happen to hear in the, the part one, they mentioned Joseph Mengele's uh, father. Did you hear what his name was? Oh, it's Carl. Carl! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, take a lot of pride in that. All right. Uh, I'm ready to move on if you are, Kaya. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. I uh, there's, this, there's a listener, Doug, who reached out and want, wanted to help the show and participate in the show. And what he did was that um, stand-up special you talked about last time you were on the show, Nanette. Oh, yeah. St- what about it? Starring uh, quote unquote comedian Hannah Gadsby. Mm-hmm. So, this guy, mm-hmm. this guy Doug, watched that entire stand up special. He's like, I know Kaya was talking about this. I'm sorry. He watched the I'm entire sorry, special Doug. and then he sent me a bunch of timestamps for me to clip so that we could talk about it. Oh, well, no, that's not fair. You have to watch it yourself and experience the uh, fucking I, root canal dude, of the comedy I, show. I dude, watched, I watched a lot of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but okay. I watched a lot of it. And you couldn't make it, could you? No. Dude, it's, it's yeah. uncomfortable. Me, a friend, and I actually have an ongoing argument about which is worse, Amy Schumer's last special <laughs> or Lynette. <laughs> that's fucking funny. So this is... um. I, let me just start off by by setting the stage that she says straight people are the problem. I don't identify as transgender. I don't. And, and I should mention that uh, if you if you don't know who Hannah Gadsby is, so she has a Netflix special. It's over an hour long, stand up special. She's uh, Australian. She's in a theater in Australia. Um, she is a lesbian. She is a, a butch lesbian, if you can say that. I don't know if that's allowed or not, but she's yeah. very, very proud of this fact. They're allowed to say that. But let, let right. me set the stage. Hannah Please. Gadsby is so fucking unfunny <laughs> yes. that even the people who wanted to defend her had to come up with this whole new genre of comedy called post-comedy. Yes. Where apparently the point is that a comedy isn't really about laughter. It's about educating the masses. <laughs> that's, like, so- that's not comedy at all. <laughs> No, of course it's not fucking comedy. I'm not laughing. This isn't funny. So to give you an idea, all this bitch does is talk about how comedy is supposed to... It's basically just propaganda is what she's trying to say. is. is, Oh, you know, if you have a progressive idea, it's more important to get that across than to make people laugh. Because laughter, you know, it's not that important in comedy. It's kind of the point, bitch. 
And Hannah Gatsby too. <laughs> this is also important because we're only gonna play clips on this audio show now. If you watch her special, which is on Netflix called Nanette, her stage presence is literally just her standing in the middle of the stage in front of a mic with her arms to her side like a fucking soldier, not moving an inch. I don't know if you watched it, Carl, or I did. if you only listened to the no, audio. I was, I yeah. was watching it. It's, no one's having fun. No, no fuck, <laughs> nobody's having fun, including her. If you watch real comedy like, I don't know, Bill Burr. Bill Burr has stage presence. He yes. moves around. He has this really clever way of incorporating the mic and the mic stand into his bits as props. And he uses the mic in this clever way to make sound effects. Like he will, he'll pull it away from his mouth and then closer while making helicopter noises and all that shit. Yeah. Hannah has none of that. She's rooted to her ground like somebody used super glue to put her in the middle of the stage. She isn't moving. She's just standing there with her, sh with her shaky voice like she's at a some sort of a rape survivor meeting going, oh, yeah, you know, yes. and then I told my mom I was gay. <laughs> and then somebody edits in sitcom laughter for two seconds that uh, has a ma you know insane 0.2 second attack and 0.2 second uh, release. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna support everything you just said with these clips. The guy Thanks. Doug who sent this in, he says she is like a real life version of Pat from SNL. If you remember that character, she's no, she's yeah. frumpy, and it's amazing that for some reason one of the camera angles they use in the special is from behind her, looking out at the audience. It's not a flattering shot. She's not in good shape at all. Yeah. So Neither she, is her comedy. So she, she starts off the show by trying to be lighthearted and fun, and then it gets very serious and depressing. But let me just start by uh, playing a clip where she explains that, really, it's, it's all the straight people who are the problem. I don't identify as transgender. I don't. Um, I mean, I'm clearly gender not normal, but uh, I, I don't think even lesbian is the right identity fit for me. I really don't. I may as well come out now. I identify as tired. <laughs> as tired. They really pump up the laughter and applause. Yeah. It sounds like she's in a comedy club. This is a theater. There is too much hysteria around gender from you gender normals. You're the weirdos. You're, the, you're a bit hysterical. You're a bit weird. You're a bit uptight. You need to get a You know, you gender normals. <laughs> Seriously, calm down, gender normals. Get a grip. No, I mean in a dress, that's weird. No, it's not. Do you know what's weird? Pink headbands on bald babies. <laughs> that's weird. So her joke there was, uh, a man in a dress isn't weird. A headband on a baby is weird. And everyone yeah, erupts no, in laughter. <laughs> No, I, yeah, I'm weird. The gender norms, the, oh, you were born a guy and you like tits? Well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, you fucking weirdo. Oh, you're the problem, God. asshole. Yeah, 99% of the human race is weird. Yeah. Jesus, I but know. you get what I mean, though, right? With yes. the laughter, because that's one of my pet peeves. Just, it's, and then it dies down. It sounds like. That's not natural. It sounds you like everybody in the nobody audience. Nobody laughed at this bitch. Right. It sounds like everyone in the audience was given a microphone. They're all holding on to sheer 58s and they're right up to their faces because how else would you have that much noise coming from this audience? It doesn't make any sense. She, oh, no. she sets up that she used to do gay jokes in her act. Now remember, she used to do gay jokes. When I first started uh, the comedy over a decade ago, I always, nothing but, 
nothing but lesbian content, wall to wall. My first ever show uh, was classic new gay comic, 101, my coming out story. I told lots of cool jokes about homophobia, really solved that problem. Um, <laughs> tick. Okay, so she says, I used to do jokes about that. And then, like, three minutes later, she starts telling the story of coming out. The main part of that show, the, the centerpiece of that show, was coming out to my family, and particularly my mum. Because my mum is very funny. She lives a comedy better than I could ever write it. Because <laughs> to her response Probably. to me coming out, when I first told her that I was a little bit lesbian, <laughs> baby steps, uh... Her response, her response was this. She's just going, oh, Hannah. <laughs> All right, so that's that's the kind of comedy that we're talking about. It, it is so bad. It doesn't even do it justice how bad it is. These, clip, these clips don't do it justice. Well, well, hold Anybody on. I, I have a few this. more. I have a few more, Kai. Okay, maybe we'll get to it. Because this show is impossible to sit through, especially if it you're is. like me and Kaya who enjoy yeah. good comedy and don't think that we're the problem. We're not out there punching people in the face because of who they sleep with. We don't care. That's how see, I, I couldn't care less that's about how, fucking gay people. Right. Who gives a shit. Nobody fucking cares. Gives a shit. No, well, nobody cares until her, you make it my problem. It's not my fucking problem. I don't care. Her comedy is a Ted talk about how straight people are weird. Yes. And literally gay people are dying in a holocaust right now what are, what the fuck are you talking about why is that funny how is you coming out a sad story do you know what times we live in if you go on twitter right now and make a joke about gay people you are unemployed yes. 10 minutes later yes what are you talking about you're winning you're you're winning if, if you're there's a game going on win. Just, you're fine take Jesus the win <laughs> you're being a poor winner right now this is her talking about how she's not a man-hater, which is hilarious when I start playing some of these other bits here. I'm not a man-hater, but I'm afraid of men. If I'm the only woman in a room full of men, I am afraid. And if you think that's unusual, you're not speaking to the women in your life. I don't hate men, but I wonder how a man would feel if they'd have lived my life. Because it was a man who sexually abused me when I was a child. It was oh, a man so who fun. beat the shit out of <laughs> yeah. me when I was 17. Laugh right. Time. And it was two men who raped me when I was barely in my 20s. Oh, Tell me why is that okay? Why was it okay to pick me off the pack like that and do that to me? It would have been more humane to just take me out to the back paddock and put a bullet in my head if it is that much of a <laughs> crime to be different. Alright, so she's explained If she's... I was in an audience, I would be laughing at this point out of sheer awkwardness. I know! It's so awkward. It's, so it's weird. when you're hanging with somebody and they start telling you like their most secret things. Oh my god, I don't want to be here. This is so embarrassing. Secondhand she... embarrassment. Stop. She explains that she's not a man-hater and then explains that, however, men are the problem and have ruined my life time and time again. And I equate this to... Adam Carolla used to talk about this all the time, that if he were black, he would assume his neighbor was a racist because he treats him like shit. I have a neighbor, a Hispanic couple, right next door to us. They're the biggest dicks to us. They're, they're not friendly people at all. <laughs> if I were black, I would think that the guy was a racist. You would have to think that. This woman thinks that because she's a lesbian, that all of these guys hate gay people. No, they just dislike you. It's it, you're the problem. It's not yeah. your. It's not who you identify with. 
It's you specifically. It's different. Yeah, you're an asshole. So she's, which is no surprise <laughs> right. because you just sold me a ticket for God knows how many dollars, like hundred dollars, and now I have to sit here in a whole huge theater <laughs> listening to your story about how you were raped. I came here to laugh, cunt. What I are know. About? What are we talking this, about? Jesus. Yeah, exactly. L like I said, th these clips don't do it justice. Everybody listening to this has to check out this dumbass's. I shouldn't even say that either because I don't want her getting good views on netflix so they don't renew her show but oh my god <laughs> well don't worry this is so dumb don't worry that she is going to be quitting comedy and i oh, really? i've built a career out of self-deprecating humor that's what i've built my career on and i don't want to do that anymore because do you understand Oh my Do you understand God. what self-deprecation means when it comes from somebody who already exists in the margins? Uh, I have a sense of humor. It's not humility. Uh, it's humiliation. Okay. I put myself down in order to speak, in order to seek permission to speak. And I simply will not do that anymore, not to myself or anybody who identifies with me. She's speaking oh. for everyone. Oh my God, it's torture. Yes. <laughs> I'm if torturing you. If my shit. comedy career is over, then so be it. All right. I am, I what for career? one, <laughs> I for one am okay with that. How can you take yourself more seriously than this woman? She takes herself so fucking seriously. She thinks she's speaking for an entire group of people. And, oh, I was making jokes that were self-deprecating and I was putting down an entire group of people. It's like, no, have a sense of fucking humor about yourself. It's okay. You can goof on yourself. You're not perfect. People aren't fucking perfect. This is what perfect. I mean. This is what I mean. If you're listening to this, go to the Who Are These Podcast subreddit and tell us who, who you think is worse. Because I think at least Amy Schumer is trying. At least she's stealing jokes and trying to make you laugh. This bitch is just here to have a, oh, poor me, applaud me for being so brave, for being alive and existing kind of a show, which you know, people are going to be listening to these clips thinking, did they say this was a comedy show? This sounds like a TED talk or something. Sounds like a talk, a university talk on YouTube. I'm gonna. No, this I, is supposed to be comedy. <laughs> this is in the comedy section on Netflix. I'm gonna throw in a third option here. It's not just Amy Schumer or Hannah Gatsby. What about Aziz Ansari? I want to know who's the least funny out of those three, because then it gets then it gets interesting. This is so she mentioned that she doesn't hate all men. But then she says this, which is very telling. This is near the end of her special. Donald Trump, Pablo Picasso, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, Woody Allen, Roman Polanski. These men are not exceptions. They are the rule. So she mentions people who are known rapists like Bill Cosby and uh, Roman Polanski. And then she says, that's not the exception. That's the rule. That all men are just mm -hmm. are, are awful rapists. Like, oh, well, if that's what you think, which you're wrong about, obviously, if that's what you think, well, then of course you hate men. Uh, what are we doing, yeah. man? What's, the, what's there to discuss? We get it. You don't understand how, how the world works, and this is the view that you have for your show. Holy shit. <laughs> it just... This is what, what you get when you give somebody who is really, really salty about something that happened yes. to them a microphone. If, if right. you had a, somebody who is really racist and you gave them a microphone, he tells you the story about how one, this one time he was mugged by three black men and now he really hates them black people. Yeah, no shit you do, asshole. You fucking... Yeah, 
no shit you you're judging the whole race by one person and this woman is just on stage talking about how men are evil straight people are evil white people are evil uh, cisgender i fucking hate this word cisgender. yeah i know you hear that oh, Liam? you hear that gosh, liam neeson so bad this is giving me flashbacks to when i watched this <laughs> how, many, uh, I love how many it. minutes did you make it because i made it 33 minutes i think i timed it oh okay well good then then i have something that you didn't even hear this is her telling a story very early on in the show she's talking about she was hitting on a girl and this story makes no sense. It's a little bit longer, but bear with me. Um, I told uh, I told a story about the time this young man had almost beaten me up because he thought, <laughs> I mean, he thought I was cracking onto his girlfriend. Uh, well, actually, that bit was true. Got that right. But <laughs> there was a twist. It, was, it happened late at night. It was a, a, the bus stop. You know, the pub had closed. It was the last bus home. And I was waiting at the bus stop. And I was talking to a girl. And, uh, you know, you could say... Could say flirting. I don't know. And but out of nowhere, he just comes up and starts shoving me, going, Fuck off, you fucking faggot. And he goes, Keep away from my girlfriend, you fucking freak. And, and she's just stepped in, going, Whoa, stop it. It's a girl. And he's going, Whoa, sorry. <laughs> he said, Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't hit women. He said, What a guy. I don't hit women. <laughs> How about you don't hit anyone? Good rule of thumb. He goes, sorry, I got confused. He said, I thought you were a fucking faggot. Trying to crack onto my girlfriend. So according to this story, there was these, this couple. She was talking to the girlfriend. The guy was going to beat her up because he thought that she was a he and also that he was gay, but also hitting on his girlfriend. So that makes yeah. zero sense. This is not a true story, right? This is, this, it, this is half her comedy is talking <laughs> yes. about how she gets, quote, you know, misgendered. How somebody right. says sir to her. Like, oh, you know, I was at the comedy <laughs> club. And then, so you know, the barista said, what, what do you want, sir? Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, my God. If you dress like that, yeah, they're going to think you're a man. What the fuck do you want? If, especially if you're trying to flirt up their girlfriends, which, again, yeah, like you said, this. <laughs> so, so this this didn't happen, but later on in the show, so she talks about this in the first ten minutes. You probably heard that part. Now let's yeah. go fast forward to an hour into the show. She does something that a lot of comedians do. It's always a good idea. The callback, right? The callback mm. is this thing where forty five minutes later you reference the thing that you were talking about before, and it always gets people like, "Holy shit, this guy!" So this is this guy. See what I just did there. <laughs> Uh, th this is uh, Hannah doing the callback. This is hilarious. I couldn't tell the part of the story where that man realized his mistake. And he came back. And he said, oh, no, I get it. You're a lady faggot. I'm allowed to beat the shit out of yous. And he did. He beat the shit out of me and nobody stopped him. And I didn't, I didn't report that to the police, and I did oh. not take myself to hospital, and I should have. <laughs> and you know why I didn't? I, oh, my God, it keeps going. I thought that is all I was worth. This is a stand-up special on Netflix. This, this is comedy. No, this is comedy. I'm worked up now. My fucking blood pressure. I have a goddamn cardiologist's appointment on Tuesday. And you're really, you're, you're fucking, she has her work cut out for her, Carl. Thanks to you. Holy shit. Oh, my God. 
could you make up more nonsense? It's it's such bullshit. So this is um, she's telling us that we need to lighten up. So this is her addressing all the straight men. Learn to develop, you know, try and develop a sense of humor about it all. You need to lighten up. Learn to laugh. <laughs> I'll tell you what might help. How about a good dicking? Get a cock up, you drink some jizz! You gotta laugh! She says that us straight men need to lighten up. And the way that we could do that is by drinking some jizz. Great joke. Hilarious. This is this is like when Stalin fell out of you know out of a friendship and he started photoshopping people out of photos with them. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> yes. This is them like the strength of propaganda. This mm -hmm. unfunny woman, but somebody edited in laughter, so it gets to be a comedy special on Netflix. Well, speaking this of this is not natural. This is very contrived. Oh, by the way, when that when she gets real serious and she's talking about getting raped and beaten to death and all this stuff. They never show the audience. When when yeah, she's no telling shame. jokes, you can see the audience a little bit. It must have been so fucking uncomfortable in there. I can't even imagine the squirming that was going on. Anyway, speaking of editing, I decided to do my own editing. And when she went ahead and talked about how she was going to quit comedy, I thought maybe it should go something like this. And if that means that my comedy career is over, then so be it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can tell that that's piped in applause and laughter. You can hear a single person screaming. This is an auditorium. So theoretically, there's 2,000 people in there. And meanwhile, you hear one person going, whoa, whoa. Like, that's not how that would sound. It doesn't make any sense. Not how any of it would sound. No. Anybody who's ever listened to any comedy special knows that's not how audience applause works. There's these <laughs> moments where one guy applauds too soon and ends too late. You're so, right, you know, right. This is... God. Oh, my God, I hate this woman. I'm so glad I have all these clips because I, I I just sense your anger and I, I just want to keep going How with many it. more do you have? Oh, I, I actually have three more boards full of just this comedy special. <laughs> This is uh, a clip that I call Great Bit. I don't even remember what it is, but I bet it's a great bit. But what my mum eventually said to me is pretty much at the core of why I'm questioning comedy. She said to me, the thing I regret is that I raised you as if you were straight. I didn't know any different. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh. I knew well before you did that your life was going to be so hard. I knew that and I wanted more than anything in the world not to be the case. But I now know I made it worse. I made it worse because I wanted you to change because I knew the world wouldn't. Holy shit. <laughs> no. This is a comedy special, by the way. Could it, could it get any fuck? fucking heavier? She's oh. talking about conversations with her mom about how tough her life was going to be. So then this woman has the balls, get it, to explain mm. how punchlines work. Punchlines need trauma. <laughs> what does because she know? Punchlines what? what the fuck? Need tension. How would she know anything about punchlines? Trauma. Oh, how did I this happen? How did this con man, con woman? Who I, am. <laughs> I know. Not intellectually. But right there, I still have shame. You learn from the part of the story you focus on. 
I need to tell my story properly. She's all over the place too. Because the closet for me was no easy thing to come out of. She actually, she's so fucking suppressed. I want to know who's suppressing her so badly that she has her own fucking hour-long Netflix special. Is your life really that terrible? You're an unfunny comedian. Oh my God. (laughs) What? She's talking as if she's like a a fucking black person in the 1940s. Or or she was a a Jew in Poland in 1942. Your life isn't that fucking terrible, dummy. You're having a Netflix special. You're not in a concentration camp. There's a big fucking difference, you fucking dumb cunt. Like, if I go on social media and talk shit about this woman, and she goes on social media and talks shit, talks shit about me, guess yeah. who gets banned? Oh, you, her. you're off Twitter. You're off Twitter If forever. somebody, you're if in somebody... fucking Twitter jail. And, just, God, it wouldn't be this upsetting if this was categorized as comedy. I would be... Right. I don't... I still couldn't fucking bear to listen to this garbage, but if it was at least on the TED website yeah. ted.com as a ted talk you'd go yeah whatever they they also had like 500 pound woman to talk about how being morbidly <laughs> obese isn't unhealthy and people right. are just judgmental so whatever you, you know what it fits in with the theme but it's this fine. isn't comedy she's talking about being raped and all this, this sort of dumb shit with made-up story i don't even believe she was raped Kaya, i don't believe anything this woman shit says it, it doesn't make any sense but Fortunately, I can tell you that she is a comedian because she declares that she's a funny fucker in this clip. Do you know why I'm such a funny fucker? <laughs> Do you know? It's because I've, you know, I've been learning the art of tension diffusion since I was a children. She declares that she's a funny fucker, which, by the way, I've seen a lot of stand-ups, and that's something that David Tell does all the time. He's like, by the way, I tell really funny jokes. My jokes are really funny. I wrote them myself because I'm funny. It's always good to tell people that you're funny. Don't just, t- don't just write funny jokes and let people decide for themselves. Tell people you're a funny fucker, this dumb idiot. Yeah. She also has a hot take on Picasso for some reason. I had no idea that this dude was suppressing her. Because uh, Picasso, you know, he sold to us as this... Pa- By the way, she does like 15 minutes on Picasso in this special. It's ridiculous. Because uh, Picasso, you know, he sold to us as this passionate, virile, tormented, genius man ballsack, right? There's no room in that story for... Is that? That no, there's it's rhetorical, but there's. <laughs> but, but he did suffer a mental illness. Picasso did. He suffered badly, and it got worse as he got older. Picasso suffered uh, the mental illness of misogyny. Oh boy, take that, Picasso! <sighs> have a hard time coming back from that, huh? What fight oh is she God. fighting? <laughs> what is this battle? What is this crusade that she's on? I Just don't who, understand. Who bought <laughs> tickets to this? A lot of disappointed people. Oh, my God. It had to be so uncomfortable to be in that place. It's it's almost worth watching just because when she gets real fucking... Like the, the first 20, 25 minutes, she's doing hack comedy that's just like obvious punchlines really generic i'm gay self-deprecating stuff and then she gets into this i was beaten i am ashamed of myself my mom told me to have a tough life i was raped you're like what the fuck just happened why why are you doing this to what end no 
it's not self-deprecating. It's a fucking trick. This is what they yes, do. Is they, they right. tell these sad stories about how they were this and that, and oh, you know, I'm gay, so I'm kind of a you know low life. It's all all people ever told me is that I'm a fucking no. You're looking for applause. You're bragging. It's a form of humble bragging. Holy shit. As a stand-up comedian, I would I would say that she is the opie of stand-up comedians. It's a very important, Kaya, that I mention Opie in every single episode. <laughs> if I don't, people get very upset. All right. That, I don't want to play any more clips of that. That got you fired up, and I know you have an appointment with your cardiologist. So I think that brings us to everyone's favorite part of the show. The This is the part of the show where we go ahead and play a clip of the podcast that we'll be reviewing on next week's episode of WATP. Razzmatazz. What's going on, everybody? I hope you have had a productive month, uh, beginning of 2019 as well. You know, it's an interesting year. Interesting start. And we're going to continue to grow. As you've seen, there's new music, new intro music. It might be a little bit longer than uh, most people can handle, but I really enjoy it. it took me a while to create. I'm glad I have it, though. Uh, there's going to be all new music throughout this show, uh, throughout most of the podcasts that I run. Uh, Tuesdays with Mary is brand new. Great Job Thank You is brand new. Crime and Movies has got some new stuff. You know, I'm all over the map, man. You like Seamus McKillian, you can find me pretty much anywhere. This is a podcast called Chewed Gum, starring Seamus McKillian. And mm. this is a suggestion that came in from Doug from the Who's Right podcast. Different Doug than the guy who helped us out. I know him. You, yeah. you know Doug. He's going to be on the show with us next week. And he suggested that. This show, I'm, I'm excited about it because, you know, we do these shows like Last Podcast on the Left and uh, Call Her Daddy. These shows that are always up at the top of iTunes and, and all the charts. This show, I went to their, their Patreon page. It has $4 a month. That it's making on Patreon. Ooh, okay. That's a, that's a softball. Doug has an it's easy a, job. He, he loves these types of shows. He he loves the indie shows that no one's listening to. And who can blame him? You know, it's like, why, why not? So do I. Okay, yeah. Well, if you right. ever have me on again, give me, give me a show like this. I don't All want right. this fucking glass podcast on the left shit. Done and done, buddy. You're you're definitely, you have an open invitation at this point. You're, <laughs> you're a fan favorite. I know that you've seen... Yeah, until on, now. on the well until now right i mean you should have just gone one and done you would have been a legend but instead you came back again um <laughs> yeah to disappoint <laughs> the, <laughs> like the girlfriend who comes back with a hand job that doesn't make you come right but you, you still give her another chance right you're just like mm. that we'll give you another chance this is um <laughs> kaya if you haven't been following our subreddit is beloved by the watp subreddit but when your subreddit talks about you appearing on our show, it's it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Have you noticed that? <laughs> not everyone's uh, not everyone's a fan of your appearances with us. Yeah, so there's a difference in the demographics because your show is, you know, if how many episodes is this now? What episode is this? What number? One forty one. Yeah, like I mean, if you've been following this show for over two years, you know that what this show is. You know, it's a fucking roast, right? Yes. Whereas, you know, so yeah, so your show has fans that know what the fuck the point is. It's a roast. Yep. 
Whereas uh, literally any other podcast show who will only ever hear of you because you talk shit about their favorite <laughs> yeah. internet celebrity. You know, there are these young guys who idolize these e-celebrities, which I hate also. It used to be, when I was young, kids would idolize, I don't know, soccer stars, you know, soccer players, yeah. other sports players. And these days it's e-celebrities. So now when you review a show like uh, the Sleepy Cast, I checked out their subreddits. Yeah. It's obviously these guys who just can't take a fucking joke about their favorite right. e-celebrity. They're idols. And I hate this idol cult culture of people who just, you know, you, you make one joke about somebody they love and all of a sudden you must be this edgelord douchebag and neckbeard incel fucking loser who just is so full of hate. I, yeah. I will say Vinny on our last episode was on here and he was talking about how this generation is so into fucking video games. It's weird. If you're, if you're good at video games or you like people who are good at video games and, and it's just, it's nonstop celebrity around being good at video games. Um, no, it's not just video games. It's simply the young, look, some of these shows that you review is they have a very young audience. And when yeah. you're young, you idolize this, these people. Maybe if I was 14 years old and you talked shit about George Carlin, I would leave you a mean comment about how you, you just don't get it. George Carlin <laughs> is a genius and you're not. <laughs> right. But now that I'm older, I really hate this. this there's no winning. With, I get shit weekly on my own podcast for talking shit about this or that person. I got shit for like two weeks for making fun of Jack Black <laughs> the last time you and I were together. You were and not a fan. Just, there was no winning with these people awesome. who think that the only valid criticism you're ever allowed to have about a person is to say, oh, it's not for me. That's the most racy thing you're about. Uh, you're allowed to say about somebody is it's not for me, maybe because if if you make fun of somebody who's less popular than you, then you're a bully, right? Right. Yep. And if you make fun of somebody who's more popular than you, then all of a sudden you're jealous. Yeah, you're a hater. And all of these right. comments, they have this one thing in common where it's just, oh, you're just making fun of people who are better and way more popular than you are. <laughs> All right, this is yeah. a, it's a perfect yeah, asshole. It's called punching up. Yeah. What is your problem? It's I'm making fun of somebody who has more power and more renown than I do. What is what what's the downside here? That's a perfect transition to the recent reviews we've gotten on iTunes. We are up to, and I'm proud to say, Kaya, that today's the day we have 400 on the nose one-star <laughs> reviews. <laughs> we've reached the so 400 far. mark how many of those are since the sleepy cast episode because that caused a lot of buttered oh it definitely did but you know what that show hasn't they haven't putting out new episodes for a year i think if we would have done that a year or two ago it would have been hundreds of people but most people <laughs> kind of checked out anyway so i don't think it was a huge deal but i haven't even looked mm. at their subreddit i didn't know they they were talking about so i gotta check that out uh oh, yeah they did okay cool so this is a uh, a review that came in from Rory C. on February 8th. Better luck next time, boys. This podcast has an interesting premise. Too bad it's executed by a couple of unfunny blowhard D-bags. And that is a two-star review. I'm guessing the, the extra star is because the premise is good. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, this one is yeah. from uh, I Own Saver. It says, one of the least bad podcasts. A good idea for a show with a pretty huge problem. 
Since the host is just an unfunny douche with no personality of his own, he is stuck only reacting to other people's content. That is, however, the only place, creatively, a manila folder of a human can succeed, so I guess he's playing to his strengths. Every guest without fail outshines him in entertainment value and creativity of insults. Also, his voice resembles a chain-smoking wood chipper. Would definitely recommend five stars and subbed from Lorenzo. Uh, Thank you, okay. buddy. <laughs> That's a five-star review. Uh, this one is uh, More Hemlock. Carl, if I donate money, will you get Botox on your saliva glands and a bigger windshield on your mic? Keep belting out the venom. Five stars. Uh, I, sal- salivary glands, I guess, is the right term. Not saliva glands. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, this one this one says, good job. It's a three-star review from Matt Damon, 69420. And this guy actually emailed us, too. Good job. More Kaya, please, is his <laughs> review. And it's three stars. What, what the fuck, Matt Damon? <laughs> I got, we got Kaya. Can you go back and update that? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah you get an extra star for every show i'm on yes all right good please update that more kaya we will deliver uh this next one came in from double o george on february 4th made me wish i didn't speak english and uh george says just listen to the two girls one ghost episode and now thanks to these a-holes i had that stupid halloween song from night before christmas stuck in my head not the tolerable movie version, but the version from the annoying No Talent Harpy from the Ghost podcast. If not for Carl, this never would have happened. I hope you get explosive diarrhea. That is a five-star review. Thank you, nice. Double O George. And then we have uh, another one on here. Old school New York ball busting from Fish Pockets. Gives us a five-star review. And uh, it's mostly nice things, so I don't want to read through that. Um, but I wish people could be more concise with expressing their thoughts or just plain not share with me some severely boring story. Thanks, Carl, Croge, and Andy. You are doing a service. Well, thank you, yeah. sir. We appreciate that. That is nice, yeah. That is very It's nice. always nice to get, a f- to get feedback from people who get it, right? No matter the show that you're doing is just... Uh, Okay, this person isn't butthurt. He gets that this is just a roast. I can tell you, Kaya, oh. that for the first two, two and a half years of our show, the only feedback we got was negative. Everyone oh everyone who reviewed us hated us. I mean, there were some exceptions, but it was just all negative feedback, which is fine. I don't care. I'm putting it out there. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the Opie and Anthony fans and the Dick Show fans and... and some other groups started learning about the show who understand this style of show. And it's amazing that I now see people who are like, yeah, fuck those assholes who don't know how to podcast. Like, yes, that's what I've been saying all along. Good. I'm not the only yeah, one. It doesn't diminish them. It doesn't matter who you're making fun of. They're not going anywhere. No, they're right? not. You're a, you're a zero influence on anything they're doing. It's just for good fun. But, God, <sighs> fuck, fuck fanboys. Holy shit. Kaya, I couldn't have less influence in the world. There would be no way for me to have less influence into any show or, or anything that's going on in the world right now. All right. Well, before we, uh, before we call it quits, I do want to plug the official podcast which i know doesn't need a plug <laughs> from me <laughs> i know i know you're gonna say that 
doesn't need a plug from me. Your guys' show is huge. You guys do an awesome job. And uh, is there anything that people should check out? Any shows coming up? Any recent episodes you put out that uh, that you're proud of? Anything you want to plug? Proud of? God, no, no. Oh, but, stop uh, Go it. to the WATB iTunes and leave them a five-star roast. <laughs> All right. I don't All care. Right. I mean, if you've stuck this far with this episode and, you know, I, I share when I'm on a show, I shared on my Snapchat and such. So if you stuck this far, leave Carl a comment. Come on. He deserves it. All right. And then also go to patreon.com slash the official podcast and <laughs> donate to the show that supports <laughs> Kaya's uh, lifestyle. It's very important that we keep Kaya happy. So he keeps coming back on the show. I am my- my, my lifestyle of drunk juggling. It's amazing. We love it. Wonderful. Kaya, thank you so much once again for joining the show. Can't wait to have you back again soon. And we'll thank definitely you, pick a show that is more fun to make fun of. <laughs> this was still good. I mean, you carried the episode. I'm, I'm still glad I was on. Uh, I got you, to be on. Thank no, you. you. You were fantastic. Please join us again next week because it might be the episode where we find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Parting in the mush pits of morning radio. Mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. these podcasts i don't know i don't get it makes no sense people uh really dislike the voicemail segment that we do <laughs> on the show and i don't know why because we're starting to get some rivalries going so are you familiar with that boomer uh, guy who calls in yeah i am but okay. you know what you're doing right now carla this is what dick does yes. on his show i'm totally he... ri- i'm totally ripping off dick yes yeah two-thirds into his show <laughs> he ends the show but then there's another hour of audio that you don't know what the fuck it is yeah he's like he's like all right i'll see you next tuesday and then you look at your app and there's an hour still to go <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's great <laughs> This is uh, this is a, a voicemailer who is not a fan of the boomer guy, and I think there's a lot of people who feel this way. Hey, Carl, is it possible that you could reduce the number of voicemails from this bored boomer bitch listener who keeps leaving voicemails every fucking week? My math could be off. So I'm estimating this bleeding twat calls you seven to ten times a day. Yeah, that's about right. fucking misery that the people in this slapper in his life have to be experiencing listening to his fucking opinion on literally every fucking thing. What is he, a junior fucking program director? Fuck him. I'd rather listen to Disgraceland on an endless loop than that douche. Speaking of Disgraceland, wasn't that one of Crozier's favorites? Yes. And now he loves his Your Favorite Band Sucks podcast? I love Crozier, but his taste in podcast makes me think that he has to be breathing through his fucking mouth. I'm out. <laughs> That's great. 
right. I, I do like the the shit stirring that's going on. This guy calls up, says, Boomer guy's an asshole. And by the way, Crozier's opinion on podcast sucks. And it's like, good. All right, let's let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's get some shit going. But not to be outdone, Boomer guy did call me 18 times this week. And I, well, it's probably more than that, but I, uh, I only just pulled a couple of things that I thought was funny. First off, Boomer guy likes Vinny, Vinny Paulino getting a, uh, a thumbs up from our most important listener. By the way, your co-host was pretty fucking good. Um, keep him on and, uh, let him fight, uh, Croce to the battle of the death, man, because there can only be one funny guy on your show. And I guess since you're not going to let me be your fucking co-host, but you know, well, we'll talk about that later. I'll call you again. Bye, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one funny guy on the show, so it's not me. It's either Croge or Vinny, apparently, because in this next voicemail, Boomer Guy declares that he is not a fan of Dorkles the Clown or our subreddit. Carl, who the fuck is that Bozo the Clown reject? What the fuck is that? Was that shit? I, I hope to God that was just like fucking you and some stupid boomer fucking joke to like the Reddit people because I've seen that Reddit maybe once or twice. I don't have an account because, you know, I don't have autism. Um, but like I've seen that Reddit once or twice and honestly is the least active fucking thing I've ever seen. Uh, all they do is just like talk about Opie and then bitch and moan about fucking voicemails and shit. Uh, why listen to the fucking Redditors? They're all a bunch of faggots. I bet you they're all in their like mid forties, if not like early little teens and everything. And they think they're all little edge lords. And uh, they only found your show like how I found your show through fucking Dick. You know, a guy who has actual talent. Anyways, uh, keep up the great work, Carl. Uh, love you, man. <laughs> gave, gave me the Tom yeah, Brady kiss at the end. Everyone, the Reddit <laughs> and you, the, the dick show, the guy who actually has talent. And <laughs> know. you know, whenever somebody uses the word edgelord, they're being salty. They, yeah. just, they are butthurt and they just want to dismiss everything you have to say. By the and way. He really likes the F word, huh? Oh, yeah. Which is hilarious because when you look at the transcript that comes over from Google Voice, it can't possibly transcribe that word. It has to do like the dash, dash, dash. And it's just oh. nothing. When that guy calls, it's just nothing but F dash, dash, dash. Oh, it's a, look, I get it's a fun <laughs> word, but it, it, it's not that fun if you use it every sentence. Oh, I, I'm not saying this guy's a, t- a talent. <laughs> I, I, maybe you're mistaking why I'm playing these calls. It's yeah. not to showcase how intelligent our listeners are. <laughs> That's what you think. By the way, so he, he called out the subreddit, and I just want to point out that some fucking asshole on there decided to pull this clip and uh, and post it. Dick is awesome. <laughs> I knew as soon as I said that <laughs> that, that would get pulled. All right. This is um, – so Boomer Guy – that was Boomer Guy versus Dorkles in the subreddit. This is Boomer Guy versus Kaya. Ooh, watch out, buddy. Anyways, go fuck yourself. Fuck you, clown fuck. Uh, Kaya is like, it sounds like a depressing fucking like uh, Turkish version of like Eeyore. So he can go fuck himself as well. Um, he's only popular <laughs> for sucking uh, Critical's cock and then somehow getting uh, popular. And then, um, yeah, and then guy who doesn't like fucking voicemails as well as all the other Reddit little faggot autists, uh, go fuck yourselves. I can go uh, do so much better than all of y'all little fucks. Anyway, <laughs> go fuck yourself, faggot. <laughs> he really loves-
knows the F word. Yeah, he does. Kaya, any response to that? You uh, you got hit with that one. No, it, it just, I'm not used to this. We don't do vo- voicemail, so I don't... <laughs> I can't even imagine somebody caring that much about, about a fucking show to call in this much. <laughs> about, yeah, I am your. I, I don't know what to say about that. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, think about your rebuttal and then call our uh, voicemail line. And I'll play it next week. <laughs> yeah, people will love that. <laughs> All right. Well, last thing I want to play is he also has an opinion on Andy. Anyways, oh, also tell Andy to go fucking kill himself. He's a fucking unfunny fuck. <laughs> You think he uses the F word a lot? I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you're talking about. Holy shit. All right, that's all I got.